0: Welcome to Energy Matters to You, February 14th, 2018 edition. The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. The Energy Matters to You podcast seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. We're your host. My name is Leo Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Ron Galuli. Ron, how are you? Hi, Leo. Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Now, Ron, you're someone whose calendar is always filled with interesting energy-related events. You
1: got a couple on the calendar that uh, folks should know about? I do, yeah. Um, March is um, working out to be a fairly busy month. And on the 13th of March, I'll be attending the um, Trends in Solar and Storage. And that's sponsored by Foley and HOAG, as well as the Northeast Clean Energy Center. And the Mass Clean Energy Center. So, uh, my experience with these types of events, they sell out pretty quickly. Um, so I expect a sellout crowd at that one. And, and the week after is, uh, the Association of Energy Engineers Global Climate Event at the Heinz Auditorium in Boston. And, um, I'll be attending the expo, I think, on the Wednesday. That's a Wednesday and Thursday event. The expo is free. So there's quite a, quite a few vendors and service providers there that our audience may be interested in, so I encourage them to walk the floor. Yeah,
0: you know, What kind of uh, folks attend the Global Con event? Who do you tend to see there?
1: You know, you get your quite a few lighting vendors uh, there. You know, there's quite a few LED vendors. Uh, we do see a number of metering type service providers there. And then you have your mechanical contractors, mechanical equipment providers. Uh, you have your consulting firms. But in that order, that seems to be starts with lighting and trickles down in that order as far as attendance.
0: Yeah. Are there, are there many consumers like uh, hospitals, universities, large commercial property manufacturers? Do those folks tend to show up at GlobalCon?
1: You get your utility folks, you get your industry insiders, and you do get quite a few customers at those shows because AWE does have a pretty big presence in New England. So I know our local chapter will be promoting the show. You know, Raytheon, I always see the folks at Raytheon there. A lot of the other larger customers do make a point going into that show. So there are quite a few customer interactions that you can come
0: across at the show. Good. Good stuff. Thanks. So today we have a, a great guest with us. We have uh, Tom Dyer, who's a senior director of procurement and analysis at Usource, uh, an energy advisor. He'll tell, give us more about the platform. But what the focus of our conversation with Tom is going to be around capacity tag management. And uh, before we bring Tom on, Ron, I just want to get your take about uh, how important is capacity tag management uh, in your client dealings?
1: Well, it's become really important the past few years uh, as the capacity charges have gone up. Now, I know we spoke with Tom beforehand. He indicated the most recent auctions are out and I've seen a dip in the uh, forward capacity market charges going forward yet it's still a fairly large component of the supply bill. And every time I do speak with folks like Tom, I learn something new. And we talked a little bit about uh, the monthly capacity clearing uh, auction, which I didn't know anything about until today. So Tom has quite a bit of insight as to how customers can manage their supply bills. And when you review with a customer and say, hey, your tag from last June 13th, is going to result in this sizable charge their eyes open and they're very interested in trying to manage and mitigate those costs good stuff
0: so it is something that's uh you know top of mind for for your clients it's on their radar absolutely good all right well let's do it now let's bring on uh tom dyer he's been with um usource for 16 or so years tom welcome to energy matters to you great thanks to be here leo uh, appreciate it um and ron uh nice to talk with you as well I think Tom, let's get the let's get the plug right out of the way up front. You work for for Usource. Why don't you <laughs> tell us tell us a little bit about Usource, uh, who they are, and why they're differentiated?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Usource is an energy advisory firm that's been in business since 1999. So we're one of the uh, one of the first organizations that was created uh, back when deregulation was occurring by a utility company uh, that was an energy consulting focused organization. So think back when when deregulation first started a lot of utility companies created suppliers and and unitil decided that they were going to move in a different direction and create this energy consulting firm so Usource source sort of has its roots obviously uh, with a utility minded focus so we are uh, we, we tend to move you know from a from a much more analytical perspective with our clients and looking and advising on ways that people can really reduce their total spend so as Ron mentioned, you know, when you start putting stuff out to folks in terms of how their prices are compiled and what percentages of uh, capacity plays into that, their eyes sort of widen up. And, and oftentimes they feel like there's not much that they can do, but we're here to provide solutions and give people opportunities to, to take control of, of what their costs are and manage those expenses moving forward in the most appropriate manner. Great. That's helpful. I know,
0: Tom, when I was talking to your team about... Having you on Energy matters to you. We were bouncing around some ideas about the way you source, reduce the total spend, and provides alternatives, and take control of energy spend. There's a whole bunch of topics that we could talk about in that space. And what came to the top of all these different topics was capacity tag management. And so, you know, we, we try to keep these podcasts to 15 minutes. If we extend it to all those titles, we you know, those topics, we could be on for a couple hours. So let's let's key in right yeah, now. Sure. Let's 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 go right to capacity tag management. Why don't you describe for us what is the capacity tag and why should we care?
2: Sure. Yeah. So a capacity tag is uh, is really it's a reflection of what your demands are. So what your kW demands are during the system peak. Okay. So the system has a peak. You know, we'll we'll experience a system peak this coming summer. What your demand is during that time frame, uh, measured during that one hour. Sets your capacity tag for the following capacity year. So the capacity year runs June 1st of any given year through May 31st of the following year. Um, What people really need to understand is that the landscape of what the cost structure associated with that tag has been over the years has changed dramatically. Going back a few years ago, capacity was was a relatively small component of your overall price that you would pay to a to a third party supplier. You know, it could have been 10 to 12%. During Cal 2017-2018, that number could be upwards of 40%, right, of your total supplier cost. So oftentimes people might be watching the market. They may say, "Hey, uh, prices in ISO New England. We've seen them move up, or we've seen them move down." But you know what? Why is you know if we're in a downtrending market, why is my price moving up? And it's like when you start breaking down their bill, you come to realize, well, it's it's capacity related, and especially for organizations. Who've either seen some growth in their business, their capacity tags may have increased, thus founding upon a problem. You know, and the other thing that I would say is that here in New England, the money that's collected for the capacity-related charges is really designed to incent new generation. Right, so the money gets collected by ISO New England and goes back to the generators. It's really there. It's designed to uh, to ensure that this marketplace. that the electrons are available when needed. So the good news over the last two years, we have seen the market down. The most recent auction, uh, which cleared just last week, cleared quite a bit lower than the previous year. year. So looking out into the future, that's a nice trend. However, people want to know, what can I do about my charges now?
0: Right. So before we dive get into that piece, you mentioned the fact that uh, the cost structure has changed dramatically. And you described a scenario where, at one point, the capacity tag was 10 to 12% of a, a client's bill, and it's moved in some cases to
2: 40%. So how, how is that cost structure determined? It's determined a couple of ways, but it's primarily driven off of what your actual tag is. So anytime that you take a load out into the marketplace and you, you ask a supplier to price your load, and many larger customers, they want what's called a fixed Price, right? They want a fixed all inclusive price. What a supplier is going to do is they're going to take a look back at your historical capacity tag. They're going to look at not only your, your KWHs, but your KWs, and they're going, to, they're going to model that load going forward. So if you're an organization that has seen, um, let's say you've seen some growth and, and your tag maybe two or three years ago was 1,000 KW and now it's 1,500 KW, and you're looking at maybe should I do a one or a two or a three year deal? When you ask a supplier to price that, the supplier is going to look and they're going to say, okay, well, we've seen a fairly significant increase in this customer's capacity tag. We're going to have to, if the customer wants us to include this cost in their price, we're going to model that moving forward because the supplier doesn't want to get caught upside down where they you know, end up in a situation where they haven't allocated enough capacity to you and your tags continue to rise and therefore they are bearing the brunt of that. So oftentimes they'll take a very conservative model approach. Mm. What we tell our clients, we actually, when we're working with a customer, we'll look at their capacity tag over the last few years and we'll give them recommendations on on how to deal with it. So again, if somebody is maybe um, interested in installing solar or they're doing an LED lighting retrofit that we know will drive down their capacity, we do one of two things. We either get the suppliers to model it that way or we might take, choose to take capacity as a, as a pass-through item, you know, where a supplier is not taking the risk on it and the, supplier, the end-use customer is going to benefit by doing those projects and they'll really maximize the return on that. All too often, Leo, I see, I see a lot of customers in fixed-price deals. They're doing all of these great energy efficiency projects, but they're not seeing the value of that up front. They're, they're delaying the value on, from the supplier perspective down the road. So we like to try to maximize both.
1: Yeah, uh, I know, you uh, Tom mentioned, you mentioned uh, LED lighting and possibly solar. Um, We've seen a few customers actively actually shut down operations on that day. You know, what types of actions are customers taking or are you you recommending such that they leverage their existing control system or existing production lines? Do you get that deep into it as far as helping them uh, work through that day when the you know, or the day they think the capacity tag is going to be set to lower those potential charges?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Ron. So we've got a process in place where we uh, where we actively manage the demands, uh, seeing, watching the demands um, through ISO New England on days that we view are have the potential to be peak, uh, peak day notices. Um, so what we do is do a process where, you know, during the, the, the times where we think we might establish a peak, we're advising our clients 24 hours in advance of that and we're saying, hey listen, tomorrow there is a chance that between the hours of let's say 1 pm to 6 pm we may see New England's grid uh, establish a peak and we would advise that if you have the capabilities to to curtail some load we'd like to see you curtail some load. Then the next morning, as you know weather changes and, and again this is really weather driven you know weather driven event, if we see that the forecasts are still holding for high levels of, of heat and high levels of humidity, and we believe that we would still see a peak that day, we reconfirm with our clients and we say, hey, listen, we do believe that there's going to be a peak established today. Uh, please curtail your load. Now, back up, because oftentimes customers will say, you know, um, that's sort of the end game, right, Ron? The beginning game is what what load do you have available to shed? So that's a, a conversation that we should be having in the wintertime or in the springtime, well in advance of of a peak being established, so that the customer the end use customer has a protocol that they go through. you know oftentimes customers who may be participating in demand response type programs sometimes think that capacity tag management is the same thing, but they're they're actually different obviously one is a one is a contractual program that you receive a residual payment for. The other's managing your tag, which then benefits you on your next supply deal or on your current supply deal, depending upon how it's structured. So things like reducing air conditioning load, obviously, um, if there's the ability to curtail some production, these are things that um, that we would look into as to as to options for load shedding. So Tom, that's a great. Um
0: piece to, to, to go through you know reducing the AC loads as an example redu- reducing production in anticipation of a, a cap tag event describe for us the relationship that you and Usource source has with a new customer as you're looking at their procurement needs with the specific attention on the uh, managing capacity tag
2: yeah I mean so when when I start establishing a relationship with a new customer obviously the, the, I want to I want to understand their trends right so I look back at the actual data and see what's what's actually occurred from a historic perspective. All the while, we're also having a conversation about what they have coming up. So again, if this is a manufacturing client or if it's a hospital or if it's university, what, what do they see their facilities needs are um, in the future? And, we, and we, we have the conversation where we say, listen, here's your current capacity tag situation the way that it is. Uh, and if you do nothing, this is what the costs would be over the next couple of years associated with this cost component. And then we start exploring what can be done if there's things that can be done you know then we want to we want to move forward with those items and recognize that we want to then structure a contract for energy supply that that yields uh, the most revenue back for the client so again we're seeing a lot of electricity suppliers really starting to struggle with how they how they cost out capacity uh, we have seen a shift in the marketplace in terms of how suppliers want to uh, create contractual situations where they they may say that they are fixing the cost components, but yet they have a a clause that says, you know, if something changes, we'll fix it at current known rates, but if something changes, we will pass that through to you. Our job is to make sure that there's nothing that, um, no stone unturned for our clients, and then from a contractual perspective, that they, they really, truly understand what they're signing from a contract and what the market is willing to offer. So there are some suppliers willing to take on more risk, and there may or may not be incremental costs associated with it. So when we're, we're looking at a variety of suppliers, we're analyzing all of that data for them.
0: Yeah.
2: And Tom, for uh,
0: someone who's going to engage with users, what's a, a good time in their, their contract life to, to approach you to start the dialogue, and then is there a, a size or type or region a client that's ideal for for you and source
2: Yeah, well, that's that's a great point, uh, great question, Leo. I mean, Usource is um, we're actively engaged with clients in 18 different states, but I'll tell you the the, the majority of the things that we're doing really is sort of uh, Pennsylvania East, uh, heavy focus on New England, heavy focus on New York, and then PJM. I would say, you know, from from my perspective, clients experience the most results when they're about 18 months out from the expiration of their current contract. It allows us to really get in, establish a strategy ahead of time, um, establish pricing points on when to enter and to do some hedging in the marketplace, make sure that they've done a thorough contract review, that we've done a thorough contract review with them, and that they understand what options they have. I mean, if somebody has a deal right now that goes through the end of, of next year or the, or the middle of next year we want to be talking to them now about what they're doing this summer um, and, and whether or not they can manage their capacity this summer to get a lower tag that will then benefit them uh, when we go out to the marketplace for them at some point down the line great and then uh, Tom just to, to, to
0: finish that piece up that's great in terms of timing what about uh, size of customer or type of customer where's the best where, where does you source tend to deliver the best value?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Usource really focuses on a couple of, of key verticals. Obviously, manufacturing is, is a big vertical for us. Education, so school districts or colleges and universities. Uh, hospitalities, so hotels or, or resorts, or uh, we do a lot of business in the ski industry. Public housing authorities, healthcare, obviously hospitals, long-term care facilities, and then obviously municipalities, cities, towns. In terms of size, I mean, we, we tend to focus on medium to larger end use clients so that could look like anything from you know a million and a half two million kilowatt hours all the way all the way up to you know 400 million kilowatt hours 500 million kilowatt hours a year of, of annual consumption sort of source runs the gamut in that area we uh, tend not to focus a lot on smaller commercial uh, we tend to focus on on bigger you know commercial industrial loads outstanding well, good, I, Ron. I always
0: say this: fifteen minutes is our target, but we've never stick to that. Our guests have a ton of information,
1: and the topics are interesting. The more I learn about the marketplace, and especially Tom, as you alluded, the larger customers with larger loads, it pays for them to get expert advice because they can save, obviously, a ton of money uh, on their supply contracts.
2: Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. But that—that that, that is a—that's uh, a great point to drive home, Ron. Is that? you know, this is an important, important item for folks to consider. And, you know, whether or not folks end up uh, ultimately, uh, whatever they decide to do at the end of the day, having the information is valuable. And we're here to provide that. Outstanding. Well, Tom Dyer,
0: Great. Senior Director of Procurement Analysis at USource. Thanks so much for being part of Energy Matters to you. We'll, we'll be watching for you. And if, uh, if we can be of help, uh, please feel free to contact Ron and myself. A big thank you to all the folks who have taken time to download and listen to the Energy Matters to You podcast. The uh, Energy Matters to You podcast can be accessed on the Podbean site. Just uh, type in Energy Matters
1: to You. And, Ron, how many do we have up there now? Uh, After tomorrow, I think we'll have seven, and this will be eight maybe fairly fairly soon. So we'll be getting the word out as soon as that uh, next podcast is posted. Uh, We will encourage you to join our LinkedIn group and get our notifications from when new podcasts are up on the site.
0: And as always, we appreciate feedback and look for your suggestions about topics and guests. So for Energy Matters 2, this has been Leo Ryan and Ron Galuli. There's work to be done. Go make a
2: difference.